Lego. Lego. Welcome back to Back to Brick. I'm your host, Garrett, and this is the podcast where we talk with fellow AFLs about their LEGO designs, and we get down to the breaking news to talk about all things LEGO has been up to for the past week. For all those that are subscribed to the podcast, thank you so much for coming back, and for all those that are not, please do so. You can do so on any of your podcast listening apps. Also, big shout out to all our patrons on Patreon. You can find that in the description. It's Back to Brick and help support the podcast. So please consider becoming a Patreon and becoming a Lego stud. There are different levels, so you don't have to throw in hundreds of dollars, but you can if you want, because it's super helpful and very encouraging for us to continue making the podcast as often as possible with some special episodes, such as the one we're doing today. And I say we, because my wife, Danielle, and I are going to be talking today about the Inside Tour. A little bit late. Uh, I know it's been over a month since we left, and we've just been doing a lot of other things, but that's okay. We're here now. We're going to talk about the inside tour. So, Danielle, welcome. Hello. I'm happy to be here. (laughs) And we're just going to do a brief conversation of like our itinerary and what we did while we were in Denmark and primarily Billund. So, Let's kick it off. It was our first trip to Denmark, and it was just primarily for Billund. So we did spend some couple days in Copenhagen, but it and that was fun. We enjoyed that. It was. Um, I mean, it was just a day and a half, but um, it was a day and a half well spent. There's a lot to do in Copenhagen. They have their little, um, not little, their theme park um, in downtown Copenhagen, Tivoli Gardens. That was beautiful. There's a lot of good food, and we do want to go back. We want to go back and spend much more time in Copenhagen, but this trip had a very specific purpose. (laughs) So we got there a few days before, but then on Wednesday, we made the trip out from Copenhagen. So the plan was to take a train to one of the stations at would steel stein something like that and take a bus from there to billund because they don't have a train that goes to billund which we'll talk about because it's really weird that they don't they used to i guess we can talk about it now they used to have a train station in billund but they got rid of it and it doesn't make much sense because it feels like it's a good reason to have a train because lego is such a big export from denmark yeah and I think also because so many of the designers and other employees don't live in Billund, they live somewhere else. I mean, we managed. We got there. There was a hiccup, but we got there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't get off at the right stop because we got the wrong train because it was going... We were going to make no, it no, to the no, West we're Coast. We were on yeah. the right train. No. We were totally on the right train. Oh, the wrong car. Issue, yeah, uh, yeah. Is that I had never heard of this. Neither one of us had ever heard of something like this. But um, the train from Copenhagen to Billund has multiple cars. And at a certain point it is important which car you're on because the train splits in two and takes two separate tracks. So we just happened to sit in the wrong car and um, Garrett woke me up and was like, hey, we're not where we're supposed to be. Uh, We need to get off at the next stop and redirect ourselves. And we did. You know, it was... uh, Yeah, we ended up in a really, really small town that mm -hmm. there was only like three people on the track Mm -hmm. waiting for the train. Then we got on another stop. Then we had to catch a bus and then we made it. And then we went to the main station where we were supposed to be the first time. And then we went to Billund. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We got there. Yeah. So we were supposed <laughs> to be there at about 9, 10 in the morning. We didn't end up being there till about 1. And it was on Wednesday, or excuse me, 
Is it Tuesday we got there or Wednesday? Don't remember. It's, wait, remember. wait, look at we have our itinerary so we can check in here. It was Tuesday. It was Tuesday, mm -hmm. not Wednesday. Mm -hmm. It's Tuesday. Because Tuesday, it's just the general check-in because you then get to the hotel because the day starts for the inside tour on Wednesday morning. Mm -hmm. So we got there and we went and put our bags away, uh, got our uh, our introductory packets, which we're like, we'll open them later because right now we want to spend our time and we go to Legoland, which was really fun. I mean, yeah, I was uh, I was pleasantly surprised because I've heard that depending on which Legoland you go to, um, they're obviously very kid oriented as they you know should be. Um, it's a great theme park to bring your kids to, but. I felt like there was also a lot for us to enjoy there. I mean, some of the activities were kids and we're just kids at heart and had a great time. At the same time, there was just a lot of cool things to see. There was the, what's, Mini, mini Town? Oh, Mini Land. Mini Land. Yeah. And some of the rides and also games around the park were, were just as fun for us as I think they were for any eight-year-old. Yeah, <laughs> we park. did. We were only there. We only could be there, what, four hours, four or five hours? I think till six. Closed pretty early. Yeah, yeah it, but the ride stopped at five, and then the play stopped at six. So we finished up the rides at five, and then we did Miniland, walked around, saw the saw the builds. The there was one ride, the Johnny Thunder, Johnny Lightning. No, Johnny Thunder. I think it's Johnny Thunder. Uh, I always get it wrong. Ventures, where was the Mummy Tomb? And we did the shooting game. Oh, we wanted to go back and do that that one five times. It's very reminiscent of the, um, oh gosh, what is it? Buzz Lightyear, at, right? Yeah, Buzz Lightyear at Disney. Um, it's a shooting game. It's a competition. And and there's no line, so we did it yeah, twice. Yeah. And Danielle didn't know what she was doing the first time, so we had to do it again. <laughs> and then she still lost by 100 points. It was so close. It was so close. <laughs> so if the rides did not close at five, we were definitely going to go back yeah. and do that again. That was on our list. There were some cool ones. Mm -hmm. Definitely some some I think the one we waited for line-wise was that weird one that you got flung around in. Mm -hmm. That was fun. Yeah, that was fun. And Miniland was cool. Definitely got to see some classic Miniland builds cuz it was the first Legoland park and after that we headed over to the hotel and got into our room which was pretty cool cuz we could look over Legoland. It was a little bit of a hike cuz you have to go up the stairs and you had to take the elevator. It was and not too bad. No, I mean, it was a little more complicated than just going straight up an elevator. Okay, yes. Yeah, yeah. Cuz we had to cross a bridge. That's fair. Yeah. But then we opened our packets and they had a little poly bag in it and they had handwritten letters from our director of the inside tour, mm -hmm. Lena. Mm -hmm. Lena. I always say her name wrong, so thanks, Daniel. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and no, they were great because they were so personal where she wrote mine talking about, oh, I didn't talk about this, but I had one at Lego ideas contest where i put a lego set in the lego house and then after the for the year they're like hey legoland wants to put it in their new gallery and i'm like okay so we actually got to see that while we were in legoland and i took some cool pictures with me next to it yeah that was fun yeah and she's like you finally made it to billand your lego made it before you but i thought that was really cool yeah and your little welcome letter yeah um and mine, I think, was the traditional what spouses get whenever they attend with their uh, Lego-loving spouse. We're so happy you could be here, and Garrett. <laughs> you know, we hope that you have a great trip. But yeah, his was his was very personalized because he's the he's the a fool of the two yeah, of us. Yeah, no, Daniel's an a fool too. <laughs> you have your Lego set you've been building. And, true. Yeah. True. So we'll get into it now. For day one, Wednesday, we got up. We went to 
breakfast downstairs, and our plan was to go to the bakery because they had some gluten-free stuff. Problem is, we kind of ran out of time. Yep, yep, we did. We did rush, and we did get something, Mm -hmm. but yeah, we could have spent a little bit more time doing that. And then we waited outside the Lego house because we were a little bit early to before the doors open. We and, were just so excited. Yeah. And there's multiple doors, so we didn't really know which one to go through. But <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, I said doors, multiple doors. Good story. Thanks. Yeah. and But then there's the legendary, the stairs on mm-hmm. either side, which mm-hmm. I went up and Daniel made fun of me again. um i mean the entire purpose of them i think is to feel like a kid and so garrett did and you know like jump down them was telling me stories it just felt like being in a playground with a kid that has like you know their brain is going a mile a minute they're telling stories while they're playing and that's that's how it was well yeah because they're big steps so Mm -hmm. you had to jump down and then walk to the edge and then jump down because like a kid same thing but it was made for kids so then once the doors opened, we walked inside and we sat down, uh, there was two rows and they, oh, and previously, so they did give us gifts before we even got there. Yes. On Tuesday night, when we checked into our hotel room, there were two sets. They were the, uh, dinosaurs. dinosaurs. Yeah. The, so Lego house dinosaurs. So there's three distinct dinosaurs, each made with different elements. One's Duplo, one's Technic, and one is regular Lego. And they did that small version of it. It was only for the Lego house, but we got those free. That was nice. Yeah, that was a really nice gift. And then we went, and then when we first got there, what was the set we got first? The second set, sorry, when we walked into the room. Uh, oh, okay, yeah, sorry. So I was thinking about the dinosaurs still. We got the dinosaurs in our room. Then, once we uh, made it to the orientation or whatever the first day, uh, we all arrived and we had the special Lego house, um, the minifig the pirate. The, yeah, the... I don't tribute, know how to tribute to the minifigure. The tribute, okay, that's what it is. Because it's not actually mini. It's, it's a large. Yeah, they... they uh, what do they call it? It's upscaled. Upscaled, upscaled. man. Yeah. But we each got our own, which was pretty nice. And then we started the day. Yeah, I think going in, which <laughs> this was just a total oversight on my part, but um, I did not consider that we are two attendees of the Lego Inside Tour. So we got everything two times, um, you know, every gift set. Um, and then also what we could ship home from our trip was, you know, double so that was a that was a very nice perk. Yeah, because we definitely did not think that one. No, we, no. <laughs> we didn't consider it at all. So you know, if you ever are accepted to go on the tour and you're like, ah, should I bring someone with me or should I Take do your the wife solo or a trip? Significant other, yeah. Yeah, bring someone with you <laughs> because uh, it's it's nice to to be able to do that to send more home and and get more. Yeah, and then while we're sitting there, there's 33 other people. So we had people that were from all over the world. We had people from Singapore. Australia. Technically, they weren't from Australia. They were from China, but they they moved from Did Australia. you hear those accents? Yes, they were Australian. They lived in China at the time. Anyways, then we had England, mm-hmm. Germany, United States, and Canada. There were multiple Germany. Multiple from uh, Canada, too, I think groups mm-hmm. yeah but they were all super nice we did our basic introductions and then we did like welcome to the inside tour this is their first one uh since the pandemic i think or no, no. is it the first one of the year 2021 yeah. was pushed back to 2022 yeah yeah so it's the first one of the year and lena it was her first as director of the mm-hmm. inside tour so 
Uh, and it's all run by Lego House, not like the Lego employees and thing. It's just if they're a Lego House employee. And there were a couple other helpers there that they were really nice. Yeah, everyone the entire trip was incredibly focused on the attendees and how to help them, how to make sure that the experience was personalized and met your expectations. Just huge shout out to them for that because it was down to, you know, I was trying to open a set um, that I wanted designers to sign and I didn't have a key or scissors or anything on me and someone was just like, I will be back and ran and was gone and back in a couple of minutes to make sure I could get into my set and have a designer sign it. So um, they were incredibly nice and very helpful and hospitable. It was nice. Yeah. that And like Daniel said, just very welcoming and did anything. Like we had tons of questions. I feel like we were the pain in the ass. I was the pain <laughs> in the ass of all the the people, but that's okay. I need, a, yeah, I need, an, I need questions answered. Mm-hmm. Um I definitely was on cloud nine, so there are points in the tour that I probably could have turned it down a little bit, <laughs> but that's on self-reflection. I mean, <laughs> you know, once in a lifetime experience. Yeah, that's true. So after we did like our basic introductions and what the itinerary was just for the day, we went over to the original house of Ole Kirk Christensen, mm-hmm. and we did a full tour, a history lessons of how... Uh, the company how came fires in. happen lots of fires <laughs> that was the history um how fires are started <laughs> what happened in this year i don't know probably a fire yeah that was <laughs> that was very funny and then we got to see a bunch of the old toys the first injection molding machine that they bought and what else there's definitely a couple other things that were pretty cool in that um oh they had like it progressed through the years. So you had the wooden ones and then it went through the first minifigures. And then they had some really cool rooms where you could interact um, with uh, some of the sets on display. But then they had a Star Wars room, which yeah. that was pretty cool. Yeah, that was very cool. Behind a hidden panel. Are you what? allowed to talk about that? Yeah. I can't remember now. Yeah. I mean, they had uh, another design team in there recently did a whole video on it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Like it's on YouTube. It's common knowledge. I mean, you can do tours. Yeah. And that was pretty fun because the tour guide was really nice. We didn't get enough time, though, on that tour, I don't think. That tour guide was also named Lena. Yes, she was. There were a lot of Lenas. Yeah, it was like three (laughs) Lenas. Yeah, it it did feel quite rushed. But, I mean, there was just so much to do in three days. So there really, there was nowhere else to make up the time. You Mm -hmm. know, we, we... From 8 a.m. till 10 or 11 p.m. each night, it was, it was just everything back to back. Um, so we could have spent more time doing everything. Yeah. And so having it an hour, we enjoyed the time we had. I saw like some of the, um, Bionicles, the Star Wars sets and like designers helped pick what they would go in there. And there was a bunch of other places we didn't even get to see. They said Mm -hmm. like, oh, there's other rooms. And so we'll just have to go back and do that one. But on the tour, I did learn that, uh, I'm, what would you what would you call my Lego building experience? So here's the thing. Daniel and her family were raised in like the 70s in the 90s. So all of her I toys that I had in the, all the toys That's... that I had in the 90s were 90s. All the toys she had in the 90s were from the 70s, which So growing up, it was like, "Oh darn, I've got hand-me-downs." But now I realize that I'm kind of cool because we went through the tour and some of the like original oldest sets, um, I would just kind of say to Garrett. Oldest injection molded. Sets. Oh yes, yeah, of yeah, course, of yeah. course. 
I didn't play with I wish wooden, we had the wooden sets. Ones, that would yeah. be great. But um, I would just casually say to Garrett, like, oh, yeah, I played with that. And <laughs> his eyes would light up and be like, what? You played with this set from the 70s? Um, so Yeah, I, like I, the original town plan and... You had uh, the I fire truck. I feel like truck. I earned like a Boy Scout badge yeah. or something for like. <laughs> yeah, your aunt merit badge for. A merit badge for old sets. <laughs> the original April, non April. <laughs> um, so that was cool. And then our second thing, though, oh, was so much fun. Mm-hmm. Do you want to talk about it? You talk, are you talking about the design? Yeah, no, okay. no, 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 no. I'm talking about <laughs> the vault. Oh, oh, the vault. Yeah, so that was a continuation of the tour and also allowed us both to revisit the sets that we grew up with you know we like the other the rest of the entire three days we were basically connected at the hip and I was dependent on him to show me all the cool stuff but in there we split up and just like dove in to try to find all the sets from our childhoods um he was showing me every set he's ever owned again tracking down I was gonna say tracking down some of the uh the tour guides to ask questions well, yeah, there's there's some old sets like the original Star Wars Ultimate Collector Series sets. They were in black and white boxes. And we're like, well, why? That doesn't make sense. And so were a couple others. And they were Lego.com uh, exclusives. They thought it would be cool to have these, and they realized it was a huge failure, so they added color to the boxes. But mm-hmm. the vault was brand new because they had moved from underneath the basement up into this big room, and they had a bunch of shelves ready for the next few years. But, yeah, it was only an hour there, too, and I could have spent all day. <laughs> all day just looking at them mm-hmm. picking up old sets that either i never got or the sets that i loved yeah it was really cool i'm like oh yeah this one so this one's galador and that one is really cool blah 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 and they didn't have all the sets they said they were still looking for some so yeah um, so plug if you've got anything out there um that lego may not have yeah you should reach out and be yeah. like hey guys do you want this and <laughs> how much will you give me for it <laughs> <laughs> and then so after that we did uh lunch at the lego house which they have the lego chef uh which or what is it called the cafe Mm -hmm. yeah and they have two robots that get these uh uh, bento box style meals and they hand them to you one was broken though one was sick for the day yeah he was under the weather Uh, he was on medical leave yeah um but yeah lunch was delicious every meal that they gave us was phenomenal and i have an allergy and they catered to my allergy so all of that again five five stars five, five stars, stars five stars, stars baby, baby five, five stars, stars. <laughs> um yeah and then do you want to go into what i accidentally almost did earlier what the designer the things? yeah no you can start okay oh. <laughs> so then it now led into the next panel like talk of uh, we had two designers uh come up and then two mold designers now the designers were Justin and Nick, right? Yeah, Nick. 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 And you'll know them. So Justin designed the Sanctum Sanctorum and a bunch of other sets. Mm-hmm. And then Nick is well known for, he does exclusively Ninjago and Mech sets. So they were both really, uh, really fun, very animated is a good word. Yeah, yeah. And they talked about like their design process and, you know, how... and. We had a bunch of time to ask them specific questions, like the unlimited amount of bricks that they can use and all the resources of designers, too. Because, like, oh, yeah, you can talk to everybody. People have done this. You do that. And then you're onto a project and you have no idea what somebody else is on even sitting next to you. It's, it, it was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, later on, when we got to talk to Aaron, 
he was saying that, you know, sometimes designers will specifically tell their friends, like, please don't tell me about this project that you're working on because I want to be surprised when it comes out. Like, I want to feel like just a consumer getting to see it released for the first time. So they try to, like, they try to save themselves from spoilers as much as they can. Well, and it's it's still even secretive. Like, they, they're like, we don't tell our significant others. Like, we don't tell our partners things. Not that they care. Someone like my wife and my husband don't care about yeah. Lego. <laughs> they're just there. Um, they're, like, more worried about their kids actually saying anything. You can bring your kid to work up until age 12 because after that, they know the internet and so mm-hmm. they'll share things. Mm-hmm. All right, now we have two of the mold designers, which that was a, a highlight. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's up there for me. The mold designers, um, there are two methods for making Lego molds for, like, minifigures and things. Um, and the one that we kind of all are probably familiar with or would assume is how they do it is using something similar to AutoCAD. Um, what was it called? Um, brush? or something oh yeah i don't remember zbrush it's called zbrush don't know how i remember that but um very similar to autocad and you know you you can just draft whatever you want to create you can mirror things so faces are perfectly symmetrical and minifigs things like that the other method the old school method is to hand mold them with clay and then take that clay design and um how did they how did they say they shrink it down to like minifig size so the old way they used to take like a almost three-dimensional scan of it using like a pen mark where you know when you attach like pencils together like on a stick and you write on one paper it writes the same thing on the other similar idea where they would scan it with like a needle and it would write on a mold on a smaller thing i don't know that's it's the old school 3d (laughs) yes Okay. <clears throat> well, we met one designer that does it each way. So one who uses ZBrush and then one who still uses clay. There is a longstanding debate now in this household about that old school modeler. His name was Niels. <laughs> when he actually started with Lego. We know the number 12 was referenced. So initially I said he was one of the first 12 employees at Lego, which I have now accepted is ridiculous. But I still believe that he was one of the first 12 designers, whereas Garrett still does not think that that's <laughs> an acceptable fact. It's not. It's impossible. <laughs> Maybe the 12 what's designers. Your, what's your 12? Well, I think he's one of the 12 original molders like for okay. the custom figures. For like and, minifigs. Yeah. So either way, whenever Niels began his career with Lego, uh, that does not change that he is by far the coolest person that um, I think we met on the tour. One of the coolest people I've ever met. He has been there incredibly long. We don't know how long. He's just very old school. Before he worked for Lego, he also was uh, a fisherman for a while, an archaeologist for a while. Um, He is barefoot every day. We had a nice dinner one evening and he put on like a little um, vest and, you know, dress slacks, but he was barefoot. Um, And he kind of just reminds you of like... Indiana Jones. Yeah, Indiana Jones. Well, the other thing is, if you ever remember The Adventures, which is the game that we were talking about at Legoland, that entire character, John Johnny Thunder, or Johnny Lightning, I never remember the name, that character is based off of him. Like the goatee, yep. the the hat, all that. And there's so many stories we got. He was he created the original skeleton minifigure, which he almost and got he, fired for. <laughs> yes, he almost got fired for doing that. Um, he was not supposed to have a dead body in any Lego set. But now, you know, that is a, a classic minifig. Yep. And so it's his, you know, he, he uh, 
I don't know. He, he created it? I know. Yeah. But, like, it's his thing. I it's his staple. Yeah. There yeah. we go. That's a good word. He has, I mean, a bunch of others. He did, like, the Chewbacca. He's done Maz. What's the, um, like, some other ones, iconic ones that we know. Oh, he had so many Jabba the Huts. He oh, yeah, has yeah. done, like, eight Jabba. Well, and the cool things. thing is they're all cast, and they're all his. So, like, we got to pick them up, three-to-one scale models of all of them, which is so cool. I know the, there was, like, Kermit as well. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, he's still doing them so up many. until now. I bet he did some of the Mickey and uh, ones from the 100th anniversary sets. The other thing is you'll know the famous Lego dragon. He designed that. And then the Lego octopus, which really funny octopus story. The If you'll notice the old octopus mold, and you'll see there's like one of the, I guess, tentacles has a kink in it. And the kink is because he had to do like this mold. He used aluminum instead of clay. And he was not allowed to heat up and bend aluminum in the office. Probably some fire hazard. And so he took it home and he did it. And when he heated up the aluminum and tried to bend the form, it just kind of gave it a little kink. So some of the old ones you'll see has that kink in it. So that was cool. There's mm-hmm. some cool stories, you know. The classic Lego minifigure horse. Um, mm-hmm. One of the legs, in his opinion, is too small. And well, that was because up- he put... he. Let me think. He put the correct one on his boss's desk, and he was out of town. And then the uh, the not correct one, you know, his his last iteration of it was on his own desk. And the boss went in, grabbed the one off of Neil's desk, Instead, and yeah. ran with it. Yeah. And, <laughs> and so uh, one of the legs is shorter than the other, or skinnier, thinner, yeah, thinner, yeah, thinner, thinner than the other. Um. Yeah, he had wonderful stories. He was just a great person. He does not have, um, you know, a smartphone or his nope. own personal computer or anything. He's he's the most old school cool person ever. Not to say though that any of the other designers were not also super cool. The other designer who uses ZBrush was awesome. I mean, he he designed something in front of our eyes in the moment, which was very cool to see. I'm trying to think of. The other designers that we met or should we wait until well, we we'll get, wait until okay. we get okay. to meet him so then a- after that actually we went home you got a little break and then you came back for dinner and dinner is where we met some of the other ones designers mm-hmm. ollie who helped design he's on the lego ideas team so he helped design the a-frame recently actually one of the minifigures is him if you see the one with the mustache that's him aaron aaron designed He's from the Lego uh, Masters Season 1 for the United States. He designed... And he was interviewed on this podcast. He was interviewed on this podcast. Mm-hmm. I did talk about that. Back in Season 1. One, season 1, yeah. yeah. Back in 2020. He designed the Guardians uh, Star-Lord Helmet Series. A couple others. Then there's Nico, who designed the Bonsai Tree. Who else? There's Justin Boone. Boone was also from season one, but he's the newest employee, so all of his sets have not been released yet. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a couple others, yeah, but we had a, a great time with them, went to dinner, did that, and then they let us back into the room that we originally started in. There was just rows and rows and rows of Lego bricks in uh, containers, and they talked about, okay, our challenge was to build a set that would be a $20 set, and there was no major theme. Yeah, I didn't stick to the $20 set. <laughs> we did have a few things to think about. First of all, yeah, a, about a $20 set. They wanted it to be on trend for the the near future. Let me see. Will the functions impress the coolest kids? And will it explode if a design manager touches it? So, like, we had to make sure that it was, you know, sound and that 
it was kind of on theme, on brand with like what Lego generally puts out and about $20. Yes, you did go way over. <laughs> well, the problem $20. is that wasn't really a theme that I could follow. And I get that. The Lego is designed to be creative and do different things. But I got locked in on I want to do, you know, space is constantly a thing in Lego. And with the new uh, Starship from SpaceX, I was like, I'm going to build that. So I need a lot of gray and I need a lot of black. And they, I build in, in black and very dark gray, <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes very dark gray. Mm-hmm. The thing is, if they didn't have all the parts, you could request them, and they would go into the uh, the employees' uh, work area and just bring back stuff. Mm-hmm. It was fun. What was it like? Two hours? Um, yeah, I think it was about two hours. Then you could take them back to your hotel room, which we did. Well, oh, what did you start designing? Oh, yes. My idea was to do a Discman because I feel like the, the retro music theme is is going strong. My idea was a Discman, and <laughs> most of the two hours that we were building, if anyone asked me what I was building, they were like, oh, is that a, is that a spaceship? Is that a... <laughs> no one could guess what it was. By the end, it still did not have like actual headphones that went along with it or anything. It was just the Discman with a disc in it. It opened and closed, and it kind of... Kind of resembled one. It still does. Mostly I was going yeah. for the theme. I was yeah. going for, you know. The retro? Uh, yeah. I, I should have followed a theme more aligned with that. Because, like, I and mean, I had so many ideas when I was building. The, that's my problem. And it happens at home, too. Because I have too many <laughs> ideas. And I just, yeah, it just jumps around a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and that was pretty much the end of the day. And we went back and we kept building. But our biggest challenge at night. Oh, man. We had to really let go of the building of that, the the design challenge, because the focus needed to be preparing the list for the employee store the next day. We we had a column. So we started out with, you know, Garrett's just master list that was astronomical. And then we tried to narrow it down. Started (laughs) at $6,500, and that's with a 50% discount. After the discount. So he kept whittling that down pre-trip. You know, bef- bef- ahead of time, and um, and then that night it was then taking it and adding a column for you know um, what the approximate sh- cost of shipping would be, um, what it would need to be. Well, there was no VAT tax in the employee store, so if you ever go on the trip, go uh, know that going in. We we found that out five minutes before entering the store that there was no VAT tax included there. Keep that in mind which is awesome. It's very <laughs> uh, it's very helpful to get whatever Lego you your heart desires. So so that evening a lot of time was spent really trying to figure out what we were going to purchase the next day. It was like cramming for a test. There was a calculator involved. We had we columns and stuff. Yeah, we were very tired <laughs> trying to figure it out and I think we did. We got down to a good we did number. Great. Yeah. We did we did really yeah. good. Um the main calculation that needed to happen was what actually um, would make it worth the discount because, or worth purchasing there, because we realized that um, some of the sets were actually more expensive at original price um, in Denmark than they are here in the U.S. And so we had to account for that. Then, yes, you know, the set would be fifty percent off, but then we are paying for shipping, so uh, so it was a balancing act, and I think we did an all right job of yeah. figuring it out. Which we'll talk about a little bit more after yes. for tomorrow. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So now we're on to Thursday. We talked about the first day for quite a while, and the second day was also awesome. So we started off 
with going in, you know, doing the normal. We had breakfast. We went and talked to everybody. Then they did the presentation on the Lego engineering. That's where I could have spent way more time. You know, we talked about the things from the previous day where Garrett could have just spent five days there. The factory tour was so cool. I mean, I know that if I had a job there, I would get bored of it eventually, <laughs> but um, it would take a long time. It took a very long time for me to get bored. We had a presentation on the factory, and then we went and took the tour, and it was just really cool because, one, I guess most people in Billund don't get to go. Mm-hmm. Even the employees, it's mm-hmm. a very special thing to go. And we put on, like, the headset. We had our, our tour guide lead us through. and Oh, well, wait. You can't just... I what? wouldn't know what the headset is if, I, if it oh, wasn't explained. Okay. So, um, because it's a factory and it's incredibly loud, someone can't just walk around and, like, talk to you. So we each have a little headset on. Kind of looks like we've got a little, like, Walkman. And um, and she's talking to us and we can hear it in our headsets as we yeah. walk around. Because yeah. it's, yeah, very loud. It's very loud. and But it's also <laughs> very organized Mm -hmm. so there's like little highways in there uh they talk about how we got to feel the and i think we got a little treasure chest of the pellets that they use the like uh colored pellets that they made for the molding they had some really cool piping that went through the whole building that Mm -hmm. puts the pellets i don't think i think just the pellets uh, where it's air pressure pushed throughout the building into the factory area, which I asked an impossible question, how fast does it move? And she didn't know the answer. <laughs> I, I feel like I do that far too often. But I have really dumb and interesting questions at the same time. And then we got to see the molding room, which Danielle... Was- oh, man, that was it for me. That was so cool. Okay, so we go in. First of all, you've got to like be on alert at all times because you've got your little robot guys that wheel around and their purpose is to pick up the boxes that have now been filled with new Lego bricks and carry them to where they need to go. Um, and so, yeah, it was. I, I just loved being in a place where I have to watch out for a little robot and then seeing the actual molding machines in action was incredibly cool seeing them fill the molds then separate them from you know the the use the useless parts of the mold filled with plastic break the the everything apart and so you're left with multiple minifigs or multiple of some piece and then the other plastic which then gets melted down and reused again i mean there were some crazy things with the mold mm-hmm. because they did you know lego parts come in two or three colors sometimes so they show that there's a process and how they eject it in at the right time to get those and then i how don't actually remember how they said they do that yeah <laughs> and then like the mold isn't perfectly square like it's got to have a relief point there's different like the designs of the molds are crazy they have a vault inside the factory of molds but after a certain point they get used too much so they get rid of them what do they do when they get rid of them honey all right so it was lore for a long time is lore the right word Mm -hmm. okay it was lore myth yeah (laughs) it was myth it was rumored that the molds were put in the foundation of was it the new factory? Just any building. Just any building yeah. on the Lego campus. And, you know, that was always a ha-ha, sure they do, until they actually tore down one of the old buildings and discovered that that was not a rumor, a myth, or lore. It was absolutely true. They used to put old molds in the foundation of buildings. Now they get melted down, especially any that are... Um, you know, proprietary that they don't want anyone else to see or use again. They're melted down to never 
never be able to be used again. Yeah. So that was cool. And that's what we got to see in the injection room, even the tires and stuff and watching the little robots move around with them. And in this factory, they only make the bricks. They do not package the sets. Mm-hmm. That was that would be shipped down to the Czech Republic, and that's where they would do them. But we went to one of these rooms where they put all these bins of bricks, and it was really tall. What would, what would you <laughs> say? Like it's probably like an Amazon warehouse. You know how they have super high ceilings for all that storage. This is similar, but it's just Lego bricks in boxes and, or bins, and these robots would pick them up and move them around. What? I'm trying to think if there's like a Disney movie or something, like a, a, an old cartoon that just like pans doors. Up. What? Monsters <gasps> Inc. The doors. Yes, yes. It reminded me of Monsters Inc. The room with the doors. It it, it was expansive and yeah. also because the lights were motion censored, so anywhere where we walked there would be light, and elsewhere it was just dark, and so you thought that you know this room would just go on for miles yeah and that was like a billion bricks in there at a time that was not the biggest where's the i think it was the czech republic is the biggest one where they have it's almost three times the same that ceiling height and all the it's a ridiculous amount of space for lego brick but yeah that Mm -hmm. was pretty cool that was very cool yeah the tour was awesome and then after the tour we did uh lunch at this time we took a trip to the employee headquarters their brand Mm -hmm. new building Mm -hmm. and we walked in you have to have security badges to get through and you saw the employee store but we couldn't go near it yet because it was (laughs) lunchtime so we actually got to eat at the cafeteria with all the lego employees now that was a change from the previous tours they used to have a really fancy like restaurant area inside the employee headquarters but Mm -hmm. then they're like they got so much feedback that they wanted to eat with the employees and it was really good. Yeah, I mean, they only delicious. serve what water and sparkling water? Oh, I don't know. I didn't pay attention to drink. It was just all healthy. There was like no oh, s- yeah. no pop. Or- Garrett asked if there was going to be dessert at the end. There was not. It it's, is not traditional. Uh, I mean, it's not for any lunch, but I just like sweets. <laughs> and we're special. <laughs> yes. And so I was like, I, I wanted a snack. It was a tour. Chocolate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah lunch was again delicious and uh and then we had a little time before the employee store still um to wander around there there is mini golf on top of the building so we got to do that um, there was a, a nice cafe so i got some coffee and then we played mini golf they had the full-scale bugatti Yes, they did. So we did. got to walk got around to that, that interact with it. That was pretty cool. Yeah. They also had, because you can get your stuff displayed in the Lego employee um, as well, That's a you get asked to do that. There was a bunch of really cool sets in there mm-hmm. of uh, mocks that we took a lot of pictures and reading about the designers. That was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, it was really nice. And then it was to the employee store. So everybody was really excited, especially us, because, well... I wanted a lot of sets. So once we got there, I kind of uh, rushed a little. I ran around a good bit trying to find the sets I wanted. And I couldn't carry them all. Uh, correction. Lost his damn mind. <laughs> if I'm allowed to say that on the podcast. But it wasn't just him. You can say um, A lot of people kind of uh, uh, went rogue and um, just grabbed whatever they could as if it was Black Friday. Um Meanwhile, we had a solid two two hours. It was two, two hours. Two hours yeah. um, to you know 
collect our Lego, collect our thoughts, figure out what we we're doing. So uh, after after a few minutes of, of Garrett just running around um, like the Tasmanian devil and grabbing whatever he could, I, I was like, all right, let's take a breather. Let's look at our list. Let's see what's worth it to purchase. And then came the determining what would be shipped by Lego versus what we would pay for because each participant in the inside tour gets one box it is the same size as the titanic box um that you can fill up with whatever you want and it obviously you have to pay for the lego but the shipping is free they will ship it for you so as i was saying earlier we did not realize that we would actually get two boxes that would be shipped for free so that was a huge uh exciting moment when we realized that we would have two boxes shipped for us um, and then we ended up shipping two additional boxes. So, um, well, it was two, two. Titanic-sized boxes, yeah. but we did not actually manage to get that that uh, fourth box. Yeah, that was the shipping was very interesting. But like when we were in the store, we weren't really thinking about it nope. because we we're like, oh, we'll just get the, another Titanic box because they had them there. Uh, and when I was running through. I, and I stopped, we slowed down, I just would go through and find the sets that were the, in stock, which not a, there were a lot that we wanted that were missing. Like, I wanted the AT-AT, because I'm like, 850 divided by two is very nice. <laughs> but because it was, uh, we got there at the beginning of June, or no, May. I don't think there me. were, I would not say there were a lot missing. There was like four I, or five of our okay, list. Okay, your list was like 20. I uh, know, I, Okay. So I just want everyone's expectations, if they are to ever attend the tour, to be on par. I would say um, everyone who attended probably had a list that was, gosh, anywhere from 15 to 40 sets that they wanted. And every person probably had two or three sets that they wanted that weren't there. That's what seemed to be buzzing. Everybody had two or three. They're like, oh, darn, that would have been cool. But everyone was incredibly happy with the yeah, selection yeah. of what they ended up getting. The, I, it was... May the 4th, so that's why, like, a lot of the Star Wars were out of stock. There was, my, my top two were the Executor and the AT-AT. They were out of stock because everybody bought them. And the store's not that big, actually, comparable to maybe, like, two of a normal Lego store. Yeah. And, I mean, half of that is Lego. The other half is merch. So it's, it was yeah, kind of yeah. just like a regular Lego store. There was some apparel, but you cannot buy the adult apparel because it's the employee's uniform. So, like, they had shirts and sweaters and stuff, and it was mm -hmm. disappointing because mm -hmm. they were some cool things that I would have bought. But Danielle did get to buy something. She <laughs> fits into the kids' section, and she got this really I nice sweatshirt. I bought a boys, yeah. uh, like, extra, extra large sweatshirt. That was a fun, <laughs> a fun way yeah. around. Still didn't get me, you know, like, the very subtle Lego stuff because that's what all of the uh, adult merch was. Very, very clean, very yeah. subtle, very cool. This was a little more in your face, but I still love it. I was yeah. very happy with that purchase. It was great. Yeah. So we had a good time at the Lego employee store, and, you know, we had to then start coordinating the shipping, which would come in the evening and then the next day. But we got to, we came back, and then they were doing a big send-off dinner because it was our last night with everybody. So we did this really cool interactive with the designers at, our, at the Legoland Hotel where... They had models on the table. We get to sit down and eat with them, talk. I was like, what do you actually do that's fun in Bill? And they're like, well, we stay late and build Lego. Or there's this Dave and Buster's style place down mm -hmm. the street that's pretty nice. But none of them, like we said, live in Billund. It's usually about 30, 45 minutes from, to, to bigger towns because Billund is very small. Yeah. 
Yeah. They had some really fun activities and contests mm-hmm. during that. So like they try- were essentially game shows. Yeah, yeah. Justin was really fun as the MC talking about our first one that I played was like name that Lego part and they would show us a picture and I'm like, Oh, that's a two by two plate or tile or whatever and they'd say, Nope, that's this and we're like, Oh, there's one that was a bottle and it was actually a cup. That was that was pretty fun. Oh yeah, I, it was wild because whenever Garrett was selected and they said this is what the game's going to be, and we thought you know that legitimately it was just going to be something such as a two by two tile or or whatever. I was like, he's got this, uh, you know. By I was like, oh, you're gonna win, you're gonna crush it. And then the entire purpose of the game was to point out how ridiculous the naming system <laughs> yeah. is and how they are frustrated by it every day there. So they were just sharing like their work you know, work griefs and laughing about it with us. So that was very fun. Very, uh, very personal touch, which was cool. And then the other game I actually (laughs) took part in, (laughs) which was mortifying. You know, they did the reach under your chair and there was just a two by three brick tacked under my seat. Three of us had it. So then I had to go up and sit in front of everyone knowing that, you know, I'm the spouse who's there and doesn't really know that much. But again, it was a it was mostly just for laughs, not really, not real trivia. Well, it was real trivia this time, and I was a little, a couple <laughs> drinks in and telling Danielle. Trying like, to whisper, see, yeah. like, answers into my ear. It's a rock raider, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, shut up, stop um, talking. Very I wanted, I wanted to win with honor. And then um, I don't know who actually won. I don't remember. It was fun. It was a great time, even though I was red in the face there was nothing to be embarrassed about because everyone was super cool and just you know yeah had a great time then we had our delicious dinner they gave out awards for the design competition that we had the night before there was i think four awards so like one was creativity branding one was inclusion there was a couple of them like all together and the trophies were designed by the designers so it was really cool to have like that personal touch to it yeah, the, those people are going home with literally like a one of a kind uh, set yeah. designed by a, an actual designer, which was really cool. Yeah. I think they probably like are going to treasure them forever. Was I disappointed that I didn't get nominated or win? Yes. Yes, I was. <laughs> I still am a little bitter. My, but you my, had fun. I had fun. That was the problem. I did have a little stress because I wanted to impress everybody and make it a, a actual contest. But it wasn't. It was about being fun. My SpaceX is still the best, I think. <laughs> Although there were some really creative ones. One oh, guy yeah. has never, like, he got into Lego a couple years ago, and he did his first mock while he was there. And was, did he win or nominated? I think he was nominated. I think he won. Did he? Mm-hmm. No. Uh, yes. I thought he did. Yeah, he used, like, a... It was a beautiful a micro, little beach or, uh, house. Uh, magnifying glasses, a window. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was pretty cool. It was wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. And Daniel was nominated for her cassette, or her... Um, Discman. Discman. She Again, just win, because yeah. of the story that I wrote. Yep. I was like, this is so cool. Yeah. Hit me, baby, one more time. <laughs> <laughs> and that pretty much finished up the night. They're mm-hmm. like, take your designs home, and we'll see mm-hmm. in the morning for our final day. Yeah, so the next morning was, again, you know, each morning we'd go down, have coffee, tea, um, meet in the same room that we started in. Then we got to tour the actual Lego house. Right? Yeah. We, we yeah. hadn't actually... We had been coming there every morning to meet up but we hadn't toured it yet and so then the last day was touring the the lego house 
Yeah, they had a presentation in the morning. Then we did a tour with Around the Tree, the Lego Tree, talking about the different levels, how long it took to build, and then the interactive stations. And there were so many really cool ones where, like, you could use your wristband as, like, a QR code thing. So you take a photo at different stations. They gave us, like, all right, a, a challenge. Here's six pieces. Make a duck out of mm-hmm. them. And then we went to the Lego house and they have big bins and they're like all right you made a duck with six pieces you have five minutes to make another duck let's see what you make Mm -hmm. and then from there they're like all right now you're gonna go make a race car and you have to put your duck on it and get it through this hoop and like it was just really cool building up on all of that and it was just so interactive because that wasn't there were so many stations we didn't even get to go to oh yeah um i hadn't done anything in a really long time that had that like group setting and What's the word I'm looking for? Like, it was almost like we were um, problem solving. And then at the end, there was a little lesson to be learned. You know, the classic, I'm assuming everyone listening to this podcast knows this. I did not. But that with six bricks that are two by fours, they're right? All two by four bricks? Yeah. The number of combinations is over 915 million or something. Billion or trillion, billion. something what? like that. Yeah, it was a lot. It was a lot. Yeah, it was a really big number. But yeah, so every little like task or, or puzzle that we were given had then a, a lesson to be learned. And I just love this. I think it was fun to get people involved. When we did that one, that um, there were over 915 billion options, someone else in the 35 of us and I actually built the same thing. So that was, uh, it was exciting. It was just fun to interact with everyone. Yeah. And they had so many unique designs also from designers in the shelves. There was one where we could actually, we got to go back uh, after one of the events and we did, we made a movie, which, oh, yeah. Yeah, stop we motion. We definitely display yeah, that we on, need your, to, uh, on your Instagram. Yeah, that's that was cool. Daniel created this whole, like, scene. I made to a it. woman do a head flip. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I didn't think she could do it, but she did it. <laughs> he was like, why are you putting her on her head? Yeah. And you did it. Trust the process. Yeah. And <laughs> so we had a great time. It, it was, of course, a shorter tour because we had to get back for our final bit, like the send off. All right. Ah! So what happened now? Okay. So at the very end, um, we met in the same room that we started out in. And on the screen was you, um, the words, your Lego moment. Um, and Lena, our wonderful guide, gave us a quick little talk about what it's like to work for Lego and what it's like to be a part of just the Lego community, whether you work there or you're an AFL, you know, or a parent who has kids that love Lego, what Lego means to you and the ways it has impacted your life and, you know, all that mushy, gushy stuff. And then they said, thank you, you know, for being here. And this is our Lego moment that we share with you. This was a huge part of our NDA. We were not allowed to disclose anything until we were given a set. I will let Garrett reveal what the set was. So the Lego Inside Tour gives an exclusive set, if you don't know. They only give it to people who are in the tour, and then they make some more for the designers and to be raffled off, and they all go to the owners of Lego. Mm -hmm. So it's the family, because the family has the final sign-off on it. And we actually had a designer named Stuart who designs all the Lego house sets, and his project was to create a set that embodied some classic Lego set that was a part of the Lego history. And they chose this year a fire truck, a classic wooden fire truck that has a fire ladder and it had some other spools on it. 
And they revealed the set and they told the history of it and they asked the History Foundation why they should choose this set and the whole classic just story behind it was really cool and they showed the design process and how uh, they designed, they had to use a whole new string to have the ladder go up. The ladder did extend out, then it raises up and it pivots. They did wheels that are built wheels instead of rubber wheels. It is just really cool and they actually handed out, you had to put your hand in the, like a little bucket, pick out your token, which would tell you which set you have. Instead of like everyone like, oh, I want number one, I want number 50 or what? Well, there's only 30. There's 60 made mm-hmm. per tour, but there's only 35 people. So it was one in 60. What did I get? You got five and I got 33. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She, I don't remember that. <laughs> Whenever they revealed it was a fire truck, I could not have been happier because that just does feel so classic. Not just classic Lego, classic toy, classic, like, it feels like you're a kid, no matter what generation you grew up in. And seeing the actual Lego wooden set that it was designed off of and how impeccable, like, the they, they did perfect. They actually, one of the pieces is new, at least one, maybe I'm... Uh, one of the pieces is printed with the old Lego logo. Oh, there's yeah, there's there's um, a grill that's also printed for the oh, fire yeah, truck yeah. and the old classic Lego logo. They're only printed, which is nice. Um, yeah. It's just beautiful. The box had our picture on it. Oh, that was yeah. So it came in a sleeve instead of like a fully printed box. And I'm like, well, why did they do that? This is supposed <laughs> to be like exclusive. It should be a nice box. Glass but then, half empty over here. But then yeah, I know. I'm, I'm, <laughs> but then Danielle turned it around. And saw that they had, our first day, they took a group picture of all of us, and they had printed it on the sleeve. So that was really... So Danielle turned it around, yeah, and Danielle and made, started yeah. crying. <laughs> <laughs> it was very sweet. It was, like, the most personal touch. Um, and... So then we had the designer sign it. Yep. And I, my box actually has every participant also signed it. You want to tell them the news of what you did next? <laughs> dum, dum, dum. Dum, dum, dum. I wanted the designers to sign, like, the bricks. So I opened the box. Ah! and <laughs> took and opened one of the bags and even one of the designers asked me are you sure you want to do this and i said yes you know like at the end of the day first of all i am not the collector that garrett is and that probably many of you are i buy a few sets every now and then and then i build them considering how much time and heart went into the set it was intended to be built and so i am going to build it once this podcast is released i'll be able to display it too um until then i can't yeah she's letting me build it since i'm not opening mine (laughs) yes okay this is the biggest plug for taking a friend or spouse or family member or whoever with you garrett is going to keep his set you know in pristine condition forever and then uh putting it in an acrylic box which i'll talk about once it does arrive and just enjoy it on the shelf as it is and mine, if we end up having kids someday, they can take it apart and put it back together and do whatever they want with. Mm. Not whatever they want, <laughs> but they can build it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Little toy. Fire and so truck. we had some other sets that we wanted signed, and I had to walk back <laughs> to the <laughs> hotel to get them because they yep. were for our, Michael and Stephen, who have been on the episodes uh, on the podcast before a long time ago. And they didn't have the opportunity to go to the Lego house. And with the new sets that came out, such as the pirate, they wanted me to buy them for them. And then we brought them home. And it was nice that the designers said, oh, yeah, we'll sign them. So we got their signatures. So they're they're very happy with the purchases I made for them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
And that was it. That was the tour. They all said... That was the Lego Inside Tour. That was the Lego Inside Tour. They all said thank you. We spent the rest of the day in the Lego house, and then we had to deal with some shipping. It's just, it was a little complicated because they didn't really know how to do that, and we weren't the only people shipping, so it was just a, it was kind of a hodgepodge, but we figured it out. We did. Yeah. Denmark no longer has a postal service. You go to a gas station, in this case it was a Sheets, no, a Shell, (laughs) Sheets is local (laughs) to Pennsylvania, Um, it was a Shell station, and there's just basically an iPad and a little stand, and you weigh your box, and you print something out with the iPad, a little label, and you leave it there for Post Nord to come pick up. It seemed a little sketchy. It, I was a little nervous. It was great. I actually got here within a week. Yeah, yeah. but everything has arrived, and we actually... Another uh, tip, if you end up going on the tour and ship things back you can still get a um, VAT tax refund. Well, we're still trying to figure that one out. No, it's it's filled out. We just haven't you, sent it. We don't you know. You got to send well, okay, it. Well, okay, but I don't know. Okay. Dear yeah. Lego House, Garrett will be sending you his VAT tax receipt. <laughs> Please pay us back in Lego. It is stamped yeah. and ready to go. Yeah. Yes, so you can, at least if you live in the United States, I don't know about um, anywhere else, but... Um, you make sure that you get your VAT tax form signed while you're making purchases. As I said, the employee store doesn't have VAT tax, but everywhere else the Lego house does. You get it signed, you bring it back, and then um, once your shipment arrives, then you take it to you took it to the airport. Yeah, yeah. And they stamped, stamped the and said, yeah. "Yes, your goods have arrived. You uh, qualify for your refund." Yeah. So. And overall, <laughs> even with shipping, we still got the sets for about half off. And yes. that was that was a big... I loved the tour, and the, it, it definitely was a big part because we got to get so many sets. I had to buy a whole new stand, which you probably saw on Instagram if you follow me, be, shelving unit because of the sets. And mm-hmm. started building. I need to start building some more and got a display stand. But the inside tour was a once-in-a-lifetime thing that we will not forget. We made some really nice friends. We got to, she's going to course, Daniel's going to correspond with Niels. Yeah. He doesn't have a computer. Um, he has his work email though. Okay, yeah, yeah. And if he doesn't respond, I'll reach out to someone else. And tar- yeah. <laughs> and ask them to have Niels read my email. He's just got, a, it's insane. I, I mean, I could talk He's all day cool about person. his stories. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was just great. And I'm so glad that Daniel said that we could go and we had the <laughs> money to do so because it is expensive. Yes. But in the end, I think we, it, it was worth it. Yeah. 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 Um, there are, of course, some things to correct, and that's, like, just with anything. Uh, you you have little things that you want to make better for everybody else in the next round. Yeah. yeah. I know I said this to one or two people as the tour was wrapping up, but I want to put it out there. In case any of them ever happen to listen to this, I could tell when the designers and the tour guides and anyone was interacting with us anytime they were presenting something or showing us, you know, something one-on-one or running to get me scissors so I could open up my set and have a designer sign it, um, that they loved this experience potentially as much or more than we did. Like they, uh, it was reiterated over and over that they do have to apply and that not everyone gets to, to take part as the employees. Um, and it's and like they don't get paid extra either. Exactly. Them, and yeah. um, But they didn't need to tell us. Like, they didn't need to say that. They didn't need to, to tell us that they applied and that they wanted it so bad because they clearly just loved it. And that made the entire experience that it would not have been 
nearly as as amazing or once in a lifetime as it was if everyone just wasn't like thrilled to be there and showing us the job and and the the thing that they love they're like camp counselors they were (laughs) they were like camp counselors we were like little happy campers (laughs) they they really wanted to be there they really like that was cool and it it just made the trip better i think they should totally add another day just for people to go to legoland all together because Mm -hmm. i think that would have been fun Mm -hmm. and we could have stayed probably a little bit longer another day but in in retrospect i think you'll you could say that but you don't know it could be the same uh like experience if you stayed another day or not um so that is pretty much the wrap of the inside tour anything else to add I would say apply. I would mm-hmm, say mm-hmm. Um, if you do apply, start a little like, okay, now I'm going to get into the budgeting. Oh, <laughs> no. Girl on fire is coming out. <laughs> start a little sinking fund. Otherwise, it's difficult. It's it's not very manageable to, even if you do save up, it's not, it's, it's not a cheap trip. It is potentially the most expensive it's, trip we have ever taken. It's three grand um, per ticket, pretty much. But then, you know, also flights. And mm-hmm. if you're staying in Copenhagen or in Billund for additional days, lodging and food and Travel whatever and, Lego yeah. you are purchasing. Yeah. So, um, yeah, if if you want to take the trip, then start a little fund, put a little money in it each month, and then hopefully you'll get picked and you'll be pretty prepared to Yeah. I mean, keep applying. I've been applying for almost six Seven? years now. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And oh, I didn't even get picked. Danielle got picked and so she technically brought me along for the for the trip and it's just fun if you're an a4 you're new or you're old to to lego it's cool history to learn it's fun people to interact with and you just get surrounded by it's pretty much the drinking of the kool-aid when you're when you're there (laughs) and people living in town or talking about it working late because they love lego uh it was great i just loved it yep so That was our inside tour, everybody. I hope you enjoyed our our talk on it. Daniel, thank you for coming on. Oh, well, thank you for having me. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Now we will have, uh, what's, uh, oh, oh no, I know what you're thinking. From Parks and Rec. <laughs> well, I'm Derry Marbles. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Ngutu Clementine. <laughs> so thank you for listening to this episode of the podcast. And for anyone after the 23rd, I'm going to be posting a YouTube video of a set that the exclusive inside set you can see the build yeah (laughs) and then you get to see what it looks like the interaction on it and it's just fun so we'll be back for that otherwise make sure to subscribe to the podcast and get creative not yet (laughs) get out there no stop not yet and if you want to become a patreon to continue to support our endeavors to make this podcast better for all our listeners you can become a Lego stud. So we'll leave you as I always do. Get creative. Get out there. And go, go build, build something. something. <laughs>